Welcome back to Mommy Group, everybody. Happy Wednesday. So, so we're starting off the episode delving into Brandy. Recap. <laughs> I have lots of recaps. I have updates about the whole stamps and and stickers on the belly. And then also I went to a positive parenting conference. Not so positive. Not so positive in our <laughs> Okay, minds. maybe you guys are not big fans, but... We're I loved talk, it. We're also going to talk about the effect that our own sort of stress and anxiety can have on our kids, how they perceive that in our own faces, in our own bodies, and what they take away from that. And some tips on how to actually maybe alleviate a little bit of that anxiety that we might pass on to our kids. Which reminds me of self-care, which is so important. Exactly. So we've got some really good tips there, and we're going to talk about something absolutely wild, mind-blowing, the effect that gut bacteria and a little something called a fecal transplant. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, uh, but it's absolutely fascinating just fascinating um, and we've got some really good products that are gonna help you on those days that you're feeling a little bit stressed or maybe a little bit anxious yeah. yay let's get into it so guys I actually have an update on the belly stamp thing oh god belly stamps no like uh, my blood is boiling so last week I was in New York so my mom flew in to take care of Millie took her to music class she, I get photos I'm so excited and then she texts me this you have to see it to believe it so I have my phone out this is from my mom it says, hey, I wanted to mention that Miss W was going to unsnap Millie's overalls <gasps> to stamp her stomach. Can't. But I stopped her and said, we don't want our stomach stamped. What made me mad was she said out loud, I know her mom doesn't like it on her stomach, but yeah. That and that's when I interrupted and stopped her and I immediately would put, what the F? Are oh. you crazy? So I remember, so I kept, you know, I keep thinking about this because we go to this class every week and I remember Orly, you had said, um, so do you get like, you know, that, like, is it just something that your family doesn't, you know, believe in or, you know, whatever. And I said, no, I think it's more about like, I just had that weird gut feeling that we should always listen to, yeah. but also because I just thought it was a bad habit for all the girls to be lifting up their shirts in line to get yeah, their stamp. Yeah, totally. And again, my daughter loves looking at her stamp. So wouldn't you want it somewhere you can see? It has happened again with me where Millie was wearing a dress. And she went to lift up the dress and I had to stop her. So this is now, and I said out loud. Now guys, another thing is I did actually talk to the, the center that hosts it. And I just said as like a, I didn't even call anyone out. I said, hey, I know that this has happened a couple times. You know, I just think it's kind of like a bad habit and yeah. you know, it should just We maybe, don't want to participate in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And both people that I spoke to in the admin office were kind of, like, Lord, they just thought that is so bizarre. They were like, we've never seen that before. Thank bizarre you that you don't like know. it or bizarre that they're bizarre doing it? Bizarre that they're doing it. Got it. They're like, okay. yeah, when we were kids, we, I've never heard of such a thing. They're like, yeah, that's so weird. So they kind of acted like they were going to say something. Mm -hmm. And I just left it at that. So we don't, we don't have any more, we have like two or three classes left. I am so frustrated. I told another mom, I don't know if this even matters, but by the way, just to kind of paint the picture, by the way, when I was there last class before class, I got there early and it was me and a couple nannies and the teacher also just decided to like talk to me about how, you know, she's never met some of these people's parents, oh. which, you know, maybe is fine to say, but then she, yeah, she, exactly. She went on to just kind of like talk a little bit of crap about some of these parents who she's never met, who by the way, one of them is one of my best friends who works full time. And her husband works full time yeah. and they pay her to put on a music class so that the nanny who they trust and love, who's part of their family, can be there. Miss W's an a-hole. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like that also made me uncomfortable because these nannies are sitting there and 
it's almost putting them down too. I mean, it was just bizarre and the, I was so weird. The thing that I think is it. so frustrating about this is so obviously when we talked about it, I was like, I don't get what the big deal yeah. is. I like, who cares? They're little girls. It's not whatever. That was my view on it. What I think is absolutely unacceptable and gave me chills and, and like sweat as soon as you shared it is the fact that she said, I know your mom doesn't like it, but so she knows it's not that she forgot. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's a new teacher. She knows that you specifically have asked to not do this and that this makes you uncomfortable and she is still choosing to when you're not around try to do it to your do- what like it's also that, weird that guys, someone would like the, touch someone else's exactly but like the fact that she was unsnapping the overalls this is the kind of stuff though that oh breeds anxiety yes. because oh literally I so and it, it makes it's the exact thing like when we were first talking about are we gonna you know have a nanny and and we purposely do not we have cameras in the house but we don't have them inside the house in each of like we don't yeah. do mm-hmm. the monitoring of every room because I feel like that just makes me crazy and mm-hmm. I would constantly be checking on it but mm-hmm. to each their own right but again yeah. it's one of those things that when I hear stories like this it makes me think what are you doing behind my back as as innocent as she may think mm-hmm. putting a stamp on Millie's tummy is yeah. it's like you don't like it you're yeah. her mom yes. don't do it and, and, you know, a lot of you kept messaging me, asking me what age this woman was and so forth. And I'll just put it out there. She's probably in her um, mid-60s uh, to late, or like early 60s. So she's a grown woman. She, her daughter actually just found out she's pregnant. Like she's going to be a grandma. So just paint the picture. Like she, you know, is well-dressed. She's this friendly grandma. She hosts the music class. So she's dancing. She's singing. She knows all the songs. Um, so that also, I feel like, doesn't is interesting. Think it's that she has. Uh, she, but, I but, agree. I agree with you guys completely. Right, but like, I'm just saying she. The point is, I don't think it's a big deal. Right. But if Brandy told me of not course, to do it, I'm going to listen to her yeah. because it's Brandy's daughter. And it's again, not up had to what she I told, think. had she told your mom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. yeah, but no, she straight up said. Oh, no. you're. She's the even one just with the like hassle like, of unclipping. Yeah. It's like why even? Like even if I was down for tummy butts, tummy stamps. That was such a hassle to unbutton yeah. two overalls and loop them over that's the shoulders and then pull it. the shirt up. Yeah. like And then your pants are going to fall off. I mean, that's also weird. It's like, even if I was down for that, why even go into the trouble? So Mr. A is there now. Okay. Because today's usually our music day. He had a later day. So he is, or you know, it's early in the morning. So he's going to... He's gonna go and I love and, how it's Mr. A, Miss W. I'm gonna be Miss O. <laughs> Miss A. Yeah. Um, All right, now the question is, are you Miss B or Miss P? Are you Phyllis or Brandy? I guess when I married Mr. Amazing, <laughs> I became this is amazing. Oh, yes. I didn't plan that. <laughs> but no, I'm always Phyllis, guys. Always Phyllis, Phyllis is here. Well, Phyllis, there's something else actually that I wanted Ooh. to talk about that you posted. Mm-hmm. So on uh, our mommy group pod Instagram page, you posted something about how you went to like a parenting conference. There was something that one of the women there said that, like, I was, like, yelling at my phone. You and were? I, yeah, I was. So I want you to explain <laughs> what she said because I need more context yeah. to know whether I really need to yell at my phone or whether I misunderstood. Okay, so, um, by the way, guys, we are on Instagram. The handle is at mommygrouppod. Yeah. And we love to post behind the scenes there and just fun little thought starters. So I went to this positive parenting conference and I absolutely loved it. Yes, I was in the front seat. Yes, I was the first volunteer. <laughs> oh, yes, Mr. A called me teacher's <laughs> pet because he got a photo from my sister. Um, yeah, but I thought this was really interesting. The experts said that, you know, when you're bringing home a new, new sibling, it's always great to, you know, talk about the baby before the baby's there and so forth. And we've been doing all the things with Millie. She helps me with my belly cream. 
you know, I think she knows there's a baby in my belly. Whether she knows that that baby is actually going to come out of my belly right. and then be a sibling, who knows. Um, but I thought it was interesting. The lady said, in a child's mind, and sometimes this is from, you know, when they're baby toddlers to as, as old as like eight or nine, when you bring that new baby home, it's in their head, it's the equivalent of if you brought a new spouse home and you had your arm around the spouse and you looked at your husband and said, what? I love you both the same. It's just such a wild, that is so, that is so irritating to me. Really? Oh, I love that I irritate. I'm sorry. Your child, your children are not people that you choose. They are yours. Your spouse is someone you choose. And if you're going to be a polygamist, which is what she's implying, like that is all choice. And also, I just, I don't know. I think it's ridiculous. Before I like really go banana sandwiches here. Can you tell me what your thought was when she said that? Yeah. Like, how did you feel? I, I loved it. I, I really allowed me to oh think God. about, okay, so, I mean, I'm going to be splitting my time equally with both babies, and I don't know. I, I thought it was, like, a really good visual of, you know, Millie's going to be, like, well, I was the baby here. Now there's another baby, but, like, you guys are both important, and the fact that it's important to focus on both of them. Yeah. That's so funny. I didn't but even wait, think about so the like main babies and side chick? Yeah. Like, that's, so this what, is, that's the hard This part. is where I have a hard time with it. What I feel mm-hmm. like it does is it starts to set up a dynamic mm-hmm. that is entirely unnecessary. So when you get married, it is a covenant between a man and a woman that you choose no one else. Mm-hmm. You choose each other forever. Or a man, 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 woman, and woman. <laughs> okay, thank you. Sorry. Yes. When you get married, you're choosing someone yeah. else, and you are specifically saying, I'm forsaking all others but you. You are my person. Damn, for the girl that's not yeah. religious, she I just know. got in forsaking. I said forsaking. Look at these did words. I, did I carry it well? You did. I did. Okay, good. Um, you, you are saying that specifically. There will be no one else. I will not sleep with anyone else. I will not emotionally engage in a relationship with anyone else. You are my person, right? Unless that you're is a, in a different school okay, of thought, Okay, but right? that's not but what yeah. we're talking about right now, right? We're talking General. about like a traditional marriage, <laughs> let's say. Regular two-person marriage. <laughs> so it is. it would not be expected or accepted that you bring someone else in and say, what, I love you both the same. Exactly. A family, mm-hmm. children, are not your one person. They are part of a bigger unit they are one small part of a bigger unit. They are not the sun. We do not revolve around them. It does not all have to be about them. So to me, it creates a dynamic that gives you anxiety mm-hmm. that now you have to prepare that she's going to be like, oh my God, no, she's lucky. She gets a best friend. Yeah. This is the best thing that's ever happened to her. Why do we set up the dynamic that this is a bad thing right off the bat? Mm-hmm. I feel like it creates a dynamic that's like, you really have to convince her this is good because you know she's going to feel... What? What if she doesn't feel yeah, that? Yeah. Now you're just putting that on her and you're putting that on you. Like to me, I was just like, oh my gosh. I, I love so, seeing this. No, yeah. I was yeah. going to say, I do think maybe she I'm did getting, it I'm just taking off my car. Take, take, it, off, I'm take it, it off. Take it off. That's a cute outfit too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> there's a, I think there's a feeling of like maybe from your point of view mm-hmm. being a, you know, mom of one child first and then expecting your second. I do see now you saying that when mm-hmm. you heard it you're like oh okay she's just putting in perspective so maybe she's using something very extreme s- extreme so that way she gets the point across yeah but i think of course like when we hear it because we have more than one kid you're like what the 
F? Like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? Like, that is not at all how you would. Yeah. Because it also makes it, like you said, it gives it a negative connotation. Like, mm-hmm. bringing more children home, not only your second, but maybe your third and your fourth, is like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm going against what we should be doing, the natural yeah. order of things, yeah. and doing this. It's like, no. And yeah. that it's like sets up the idea that, like, Millie's getting less. When really Millie's getting more. True. She's actually true. getting She's more. getting a best friend. She's getting a best yeah. friend. The the joy that your family of four will yeah. have. Listen, kids who are only childs have a beautiful experience as well. It's not that one is better than the other. But when you when you have more children, they mm-hmm. get more too. It's not that they get less. Yeah. So that was the thing when I, I saw lo- it. No, I love, I'm totally seeing this in a whole new light. I mean, I cannot wait to like prop up pillows and make Millie hold this baby, oh. and she is so, so cute. excited. Yeah, like we've been practicing mess. like gentle kisses. Oh. Wait, can I tell you? Guys she births her baby doll. That's so cute. Yes. Also, I do think that it's a realization that happens after you do have more than one. Yeah. But it is hard, especially mm-hmm. depending on how close. Like yours are going to be really close together, mm-hmm. like mine were, and ours both. But I think it's one of those realizations. You're like, gosh, I thought one was easy but mm-hmm. in fact when they start actually getting to play together it's oh going to be amazing because yeah. exactly like Orly said they it's have a built in best friend it's not someone like you don't have to organize a play date they're already here they live under the same roof obviously yeah. it comes without being said that it's going to be lots of fights and whatnot. but they have each other and that right now going to music class doing all of these extracurricular activities that otherwise you might be able to cut down if they had mm-hmm. each other is is going to be built in for you yeah you know so there's so many pluses to oh, it no i love I, that you're not cheating you're yeah not cheating. yeah yeah exactly I, that's the thing is i think it it's exactly like you said on me it sets up what feels like a negative thing that this is something that has to be uh like wrapped with a bow mm-hmm. so that it seems positive to her when really it's a negative and yeah. how are you going to convince her And it's that? already going to be positive. And it's a positive. Yeah. It doesn't need to be disguised as anything other than what it is. It's a positive. To me, the stress that I had when I was pregnant with Blake was, can I teach Connor that like he has a responsibility to mm-hmm. protect his sister? And if it's an older sister for a younger yeah. brother, this is your best friend. You look out for her. Mm-hmm. You look out for him. You guys, you guys watch out for each other no yep. matter what. You know, and my kids do that now in the playground at school. They're in separate playgrounds, but at the same school, they meet at the gate oh and like kiss God, each other stop. in the gate. And if Blake is crying, Connor asks his teacher to open the gate so he can go and see if she's okay. Like that was my stress. How mm-hmm. do I make sure he's that kind of brother? Yeah. Not he's gonna be pissed because now mommy loves someone else. Like. Well, that so actually is No, I know, so and I love that because there has been so... I've been talking to other mamas who are pregnant with their second, and all of us have just been talking about, like, this anxiety that we're having about not having enough time for the firstborn and mm-hmm. the patience we're going to have to have and the juggling. And, yeah, a lot of it has been so stress-induced that I think it's also sucked me into that feeling of how am I going to have enough time and how is this all going to work and... When I know yeah. very well, it's going to be great. You're like, it's it. going to be the best. People do yeah. this every day, yeah. and they have, you know, look at the what are those like Kate and Eight plus John and Kate plus. Well, let's eight. not use them as an example. That didn't work out so well. <laughs> but I'm just saying, there are people that have yeah, of course, four plus kids all the yeah. time, and I mean, you guys might have four kids. One yeah, day. I know. Let's see. I mean, who knows? And I they're all can't. doing great. You know what I mean? But you know what's funny when you said Orly about, uh, you know, our we don't revolve our children at the sun. Yeah. We don't revolve around them. You guys know Mr. A is obsessed with his daughter and being a dad, and he's just like meant to be a dad. He's so. The other night, we're hanging out, you know, our, our alone time together. <laughs> Sweet meat was involved? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's a lot easier to ride the ride when you have a belly, I will say. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but, like, what was I saying? We were talking about when number baby number two is born and how last time it was awesome. My water broke in the middle of the night, um, one in the morning, and then we left, you know, when sunlight came out, how the baby came home. Um, you can find the whole story on my blog. But we were joking that, you know, like, my water could break at 11 p.m. and we're ready to go to the birth center at 2. Yeah. He's like, babe, can you really visualize? Like, Bubbies needs her sleep. Like, let's just try to visualize, like, the same time. Because, like, Bubbies is going to come with us. And she'll be in a good mood and stuff. But, like, it would just be so nice if it could be the same as last time. I'm like, oh, my God. He was half kidding. You guys were, like, meant to be with each other. You really are. I could see you doing that. I could see you adjust my vision board. I could see you doing that while you're gardening and, like, planting the seeds. I feel like I want a reality show, but with like sitcom music behind it. Like I want your life to be a show, but with like, like, it's like I'm Mr. A's like, me. hey Brandy, hey Bubs, can we visualize? <laughs> hey Bubs, no, last night he's like, I love you more, I love you more, and it's on Instagram, and I was like, oh my god, we are so annoying. But yes, <laughs> but it's amazing because it's real. Is, yeah, so it's our, very cute. It is. It's right very now. cute. Oh. Um, so guys, I was on Home and Family uh, yesterday, and we had this author come on the show and she wrote a parenting book and there was something she was talking about that I thought was so interesting so we've been talking a little bit today just kind of about like feelings of feeling anxious or stressed and anxiety and it's interesting when we worry about how does that potentially like affect our kids or are our kids gonna suffer from that sort of feeling about certain things in their life and there was something that she explained and as she was talking I started typing because I was like oh I want to mention this um today so she said something that our kids have what's called mirror neurons and I don't know if this is something I'm not a a doctor here so I don't know if this is something that like everybody has or children have this when they're developing okay but they're mirror neurons and basically they can watch your behavior mirror and almost program themselves with your behavior so the example she gave is when you come home from work and you're clearly stressed you're carrying yourself in a certain way. You're a little overwhelmed. You're not your normal self. Your eyebrows are burrowed. Yes. Your... Things are happening, mm-hmm. right? And your kids go, are you okay, mommy? And you smile. And you go, yeah. Yeah, everything's fine. I'm good. No, no, no. Everything's good. And you smile. They watch you. And they can feel that stress and anxiety because they're so in tune. So emotionally, they feel that uh, emotion that you're feeling. But the mirror neurons, they look at your face. Because the and outside. They, they, they have the sixth sense on it. So they are now programmed with this confusing experience of the physical, mental, emotional feelings of stress, but then the outward smile and everything's fine. And that it sets them up for this very confusing experience as it pertains to their own stress. And I was like, my mind was blown. I had so many questions for her. Hopefully we can have her on the podcast at some yeah, point. But I was just like... My mind is spinning because I one of my best friends, her and her mom, yeah, do the same thing, just like that. They're never, you know, they always have a smile on their face. I mean, sometimes they even laugh when something is not, you know, funny. It's it's bizarre. Well, I think that I mean that brings up a lot of points for me is just growing up. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like my parents were exactly that way too. It's like everything's perfect, everything's fine. We don't have Mm -hmm. any financial distress. We don't have we're not fighting. Mom Mm -hmm. and dad aren't fighting. And it was interesting because at my son's elementary school, we actually have book clubs every mm-hmm. month. And I think it's, it's ran by the principal. It's amazing. And we had someone come in. And it's the simplest things to do. It's the simplest exercise to practice. But to actually implement it was something I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if I do that. So what she was saying was when when you are stressed out and you come home, rather than just say, it's fine, I'm totally okay, and you might have a tear in your eye or something like that. Right. 
it's okay to say, you know, mom had a really rough day mm-hmm. and this is what I, what happened. And obviously you can, you can downplay that. You don't have to say the exact thing. You can fib it a little bit, make up a story that just implies that you had a negative day, mm-hmm. a day that wasn't mm-hmm. as positive as you would hope. Because in return, what that does is it one shows your kids that you're communicating with them, that it's okay to have feelings other than being happy all Which the time. Which is so oh, important. But I the love that. best yeah. part that I thought was great was that when you open up to them, you'll be really surprised at what they say back to you. So I, that made me think in that like, sometimes I'll be like, no, no, honey, mom's fine. You know, but yeah. if I say, you know what, mom actually, I was going to lunch and my lunch just spilled everywhere on the floor and it made me really upset because I really wanted to eat that and I didn't get to. Even if that wasn't the problem, Uh it shows Mm -hmm. that there was a problem and it made me unhappy. And then what happens is my son will say, and I tried it in the car and I was like, and I was just really unhappy. He's like, you know, um, the other day Allison was playing basketball with us and she pushed me away from it. And so I kind of just left the group and I went to go ride bikes. And I was like, I loved that that wow. actually initiated a conversation and it also then made it seem we, we, we detracted from the actual problem which he thought that I was upset about something but then it made him let him know it's okay to feel a certain way and then it yeah. helped him express himself so that to me with the mirror oh. neurons I, I love that that's something that was brought up what I also like that you just shared Ami is that yeah you're communicating and it's also showing that you respect your child and that you expect them to understand what you're yes. talking about Millie's 22 months old. <laughs> How many months? And I will still do that. I, I do this, you know, I've done this since she was born. Actually, since she was a blueberry in my belly. Oh. But um, I did this the other day just because I love talking to her. And I feel like even if she doesn't understand, I just will blab away and tell her. But same thing. I, you know, something on my hard drive disappeared or it was stuck oh, or whatever. Geez. And I actually explained it to her. I was like, Mommy, Miss Britt's going to have to come back and we have to film and you're going to have to be with Miss Karen because I have to do all that over again because yeah. I couldn't find it. And again, she is, again, not understanding. Yeah. But I just went on and on and on and it made me sad. You know um, what, though? You say that she's not understanding. Yeah, it's funny. Right. If she's you, absorbing. If we ourselves look back to our earliest memory, mm-hmm. right? It may be, I, I mean, five years old. Yeah. But even then, if I look back, I, I distinctly remember times when I had asked my mom something and she's like, don't worry, it's fine. And, wow. and wishing that I had an answer to it. But because it was a question, that maybe in her mind she was like, it's not a big deal. Yeah, she'll, she'll get the answer to it one day. Worry about it. It's one of those things that I'm like, gosh, I have to remember what it was like when I started remembering and asking these questions and was really inquisitive that I now take an active effort. Because there's so many because certain you memories have, you remember. And you have no idea what they're yeah. downloading. So yeah. even mm-hmm. even being 22 months, yeah. she might be taking, I doubt it, but like the tiniest bit yeah. of like, okay, at least mom's trying to communicate with me because I really do think that that helps a ton. And probably also just for you, mm-hmm. you're in the habit of it now so it won't be this big moment later mm-hmm. to share things with her because you've been doing it her whole life. So even just for your experience as a mom, right? Like if you're in that habit, then in when she's five, when she's 10, when she's 16, you've been doing that her whole life. So yeah. for you, it's your natural go-to. I just narrate everything. Can yeah. I ask a question actually? This brings yes. up because we're talking a lot about just, you know, the feelings and anxiety and all this stuff. So my girlfriend the other day tells me that her eight-year-old asks her about sex and mm. like where babies come from, oh but he actually used the word ready. sex. And I was like, what? Like, and so I was like, because my daughter, thinks Boss Baby is the way it goes if you guys haven't seen oh, Boss Baby. Yes. So she's like, so did me and Rian just come out of the factory and then we got dropped off to you? I'm like, uh-huh. Oh my gosh, yeah, really? Man, yeah. I'm I like, yeah, it. that's it. And then my girlfriend was like, well, you know, they say even as young as eight, if they ask and they keep asking, mm-hmm. you should be honest with them. And so she said something of the uh, to the effect of like, um, 
Well, you know, it's either when uh, two people have intercourse <laughs> or sex. Oh my God. And I was like, what? Like intercourse? And so she explained oh it. And I was just like, oh my God. And that just gave me, I started sweating. I was like, oh my God. If yeah. you have to explain that, like what? So, not, yeah. And my son asks me so many questions. Like if something, he's like, wait, 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 what, what, what? So I was just like, I just thought, would, would you guys, what's your take I on that? No like, right? Would you, and especially with boys versus girls, like, what is your take on that? Would you guys, look at Brandy's Oh my face. gosh. Well, there <laughs> is a book. Uh, what is it like? Um, I'm sure there's so many books on this. I just thought it was interesting because it was like yeah. just on It's funny topics. too because like my husband is so old school in so many ways that like he wouldn't want to have So you guys honest... will like put it in the calendar. The Wait, but the like, no, 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 not that, <laughs> not that so much. Like that I would think as soon as they ask, I'm not giving them a fake yeah. version. As soon as they ask, I'm going to give them, we're just going to talk about it. Yeah. Mike would be like, no, 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 we do the old school Wait. babies just show up until they're old enough to oh. have the conversation. Well, did you know that now sex ed is taught in fifth grade? So it's fifth before middle grade? school. I, I was told that in my wow. elementary school, my friend that has a fifth grader, it is actually the whole oh birds and bees God, conversation. That sex so ed traumatizing. Is, we're going to be, it's called a special cuddle between two married people. <laughs> And I'm not, yeah. I think it, I like your approach, approach though, Orly. I think it'll be when Millie starts asking. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about it. And I don't think I'll go into detail like a, because I remember being so traumatized by the sex ed course. And the conversation <laughs> I have with my parents just seems yeah. so much more well, loving I think and like, yeah. I do just think it's different that, yeah. though too because like it, it also depends. So I come funny. from a family of doctors, right? And my sister-in-law is a pediatrician and she always says, for instance, like my mom, when she used to give my son a bath, would be like, oh, that's shame, shame. Like, don't touch your shame, shame. And oh, then she, my sister-in-law was like, shame, shame. <laughs> it'd be like, because he's sitting there playing with his ding dong. And then my sister-in-law was like, don't do that. Like, don't, yeah. oh, don't make that a negative thing. All you, and, and I always tell Millie, look, no one can, you're the one that can touch your. Right. Well, right. that's, oh, we. Okay, that's another story. I went to a thing, an organized thing where we had a woman come and teach our kids about like your body is oh, your nice. business, and it was the best thing ever. So I will we'll talk about that another time. One, but one funny thing about my sister's house the other day, we're all in the backyard, and she's on her period, and she's like really not like feeling one hundred percent. So she's laying on the hammock, and she's just like not really feeling good. And her oldest son, <laughs> who's ten, comes out and he's like, you know, are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm just like I don't, I don't really like feel very good. He's like, why? She's like, well, I'm on my period. And he's like, what's that? And she's like, well, one time a month, like I bleed. And he goes, show me one place you're bleeding, mom. And she goes, <laughs> she looks at him like deadpan. She goes, my vagina. And he goes, okay, hands up. And he's like, I'm out of here. And walked out. She comes in the house and tells us. And I was like crying from laughter. Like she just was like, I don't have the energy to fake this one. My effing vagina. Okay, kid? Like it was so funny the way that she just like oh made eye. And he was just like, his eyes got wide and he's like, all right. <laughs> I'm out of here. But I, I, oh I, I just thought that, so that was really, I mean, that's that's hilarious. I do sometimes think the direct communication is the best way of getting it done. I also I, do I, like just keeping it scientific and physical. That's fine with me too. Well, well. so what was interesting was that my sister-in-law, back to that, was just like, don't, don't make it seem like it's a negative thing. Yeah. Especially with boys, because boys early on get very curious, mm -hmm. you know? And so my my son's been touching himself since he was like four or five. Yeah. Even, yeah. You know, I'm like, like even babies, they're just right. like, oh, that's and a so, funny sensation. And so with him, I literally am just like, if you want to do that, you go in your room and do it in your own time. Like, don't do it one yeah. in public, yeah. don't do it to other people. And you go, you know, I mean, but it's yeah. true, but it's yeah. stuff like that that you. They some obviously we're gonna teach them a lot. Oh my They're god! What if there's peers, a boy but... in my belly and I have to worry about little oh, penises gosh. and fingers? I have a feeling and... it is. 
I told yeah. you that. I've been feeling boy vibes, so I well, guess I better, like, come to realization. Uh, well, I came across this article, and I thought it was interesting just to go off of what you were talking about, mm. the um, mirror neurons, yeah. and, like, just the kids really see it on your face, even though mm-hmm. you're acting differently, um, was basically just how to avoid passing anxiety onto your kids. And I thought that was just interesting because it is. It's a mirror of what they see on yeah. us, right? So this woman... And this brought up something interesting to me, too, because this was from, it was just an article on childmind.org, but she was talking about how she was trying to get her daughters to ballet class, and then she had a work assignment, so she ended up being late. And she yelled at her kids for being late, Mm -hmm. even though she realized it was her, and it was her anxiety. And when I read that at first, I was like, wait, that to me is just stress. What's the real difference between anxiety and stress? And then I, I mean, and obviously we're not medical professionals here, but this is just our own personal experiences and yeah. involvements around it. Because I always think about them like sometimes, for me, I don't, I definitely know when I have anxiety, I think it's the heart palpitations mm-hmm. and I am just on a different level of I can't calm myself down versus stress. I'm just like, I'm overwhelmed. I need to yeah. sit back and just like, I also think part of it, I have a list here and I'll read them in just a second of the differences, but part of it I do think is like um, where we're at. Like in 2019, Mm -hmm. everyone has anxiety. So it's like we talk about anxiety. 10 years ago, we talked about stress. I think a lot of them are the same experiences. We're not talking about anxiety disorder, which is like a medical condition. Just feelings Mm -hmm. of anxiety. So So, do you mean like buzzword? It's like the buzzword Yeah, yeah, right right now now everyone's like, and I say that, like when I have a video that needs to go up and I don't have everything done, I'm like, I just have a lot of anxiety. Like, no, I'm I'm just stressed probably. But so here, symptoms of stress, frequent headaches, sleep disturbance, back and or neck pain, feeling lightheaded, sweaty palms or feet, difficult swallowing, frequent illness, irritability. These are like stomach problems, rapid heart rate, muscle tension, feeling overwhelmed, loss of sexual drive, low energy, forgetfulness, right? Now, it says with um, symptoms of generalized anxiety disorder, difficulty controlling worry, restlessness or feeling keyed up or on edge, easily fatigued, difficulty concentrating, irritability, muscle tension, sleep disturbance. I mean, a lot of these are the same thing, right? There's a lot of overlap. Physical symptoms can be shortness of breath, rapid heartbeat, excessive sweating, chest pain. So I think that's when we think about someone having like a panic attack. That's those feelings, right? Mm -hmm. It's when all of a sudden you feel a physical a very clear physical reaction in your body. Something is happening to your body, but it's mental, which is very scary Yeah, to think that your brain can like create that experience physically. In your right. Mind. Well, well with this, what I thought was interesting was it's talking about how we don't pass anxiety onto our kids, even though if what you're saying too, is that it, it is yeah. something that is maybe we're born with it. Right. We have no idea no, so no. what factors included mm-hmm. and whatnot, but and it's just talking about stress management techniques and how we as parents have to really learn how to tolerate our own stress and in turn teach our child. So like if they see us get overwhelmed and stressed yeah, about yeah. getting out the door, they then internalize that and say, oh my God, everything, if we're running late, that's a negative thing. And whereas I feel like sometimes I'll be like, it's okay guys, we're all going to live, right? Like yeah. if we're 10 minutes late, we're 10 minutes late. That's not what we should operate off of. But if we are, it is what mm-hmm. it is. This explains a lot about you. <laughs> I know. <that's> <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> that was in the beginning. That was in the beginning. Things are back on track now. <laughs> so, but so one thing I thought, again, going back to everything that we were talking about, I think it talks about ex- explaining your anxiety and, and yeah. taking a moment and taking a beat, stepping back and actually saying like, mom is really worked up right now because of A, B, and C and uh, communicating that. And I, again, it sounds so freaking simple, right. but I think the idea of just saying it out loud 
is really helpful. Things Absolutely. that I think, because I didn't grow up like that. I really didn't. It was one of those things that was like closed doors, behind closed doors is where you talk about all the negative stuff. And for me, it's like you have to process it and figure it out all on your own. And I love that because I was like, oh, why can't I just say that? Mom is really upset because she was late with work. Therefore, we're going to mm-hmm. be late to practice, mm-hmm. period. End yeah. of story. Versus like, don't worry about it. Just put your shoes on. Get in the right. door. Right? Right, right, right. And sometimes when they are old enough to understand, oh, wait, and like equate it to something that they can grasp. Like, oh, when we're late for baseball, I have to do two laps. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting that you brought up being late, being late, because I have very vivid memories. Um, and my husband and I talked about this before we had Millie, of how it was so stressful in the mornings, like getting out the door for church or getting out the door for barbecues. Like it was always on the weekend and I thought weekends were supposed to be fun. It made such a huge imprint on my childhood that before we had Millie, my husband and I talked about how it just would set up such a stressful environment and like, you know, getting your shoes forced on or like, Mm -hmm. now you're just gonna be barefoot. I mean, just like yelling, screaming, like that's my household when I was little. So I just started doing this when, when she was little, like packing the car the night before. I mean, this takes a lot of work and I know that when the kids are older, it's not always gonna be like yeah. this, but I do a lot of things ahead of time because I never want Millie to feel like stressed and I'm like putting on her car seat and she just feels like upset. I don't know. So yeah. think about things. There are some things that you can do that will prevent some of the small things, like always knowing where your shoes are in the house, um, you know? having the car like my car always has diapers wipes and a snack bag and then anything that's perishable and stuff like her water and yogurts and stuff we bring but I always make sure that my car has everything that we need I love that idea so much because I have this such a vivid memory very similar to you when I was a kid Mm -hmm. my so my dad had this old Mercedes and um it was this beautiful it was this beautiful old Mercedes and it was the fancy car right it was the car we took when we were going somewhere nice somewhere out to dinner going to a mm-hmm. wedding going we to a had friend's house too yeah, exactly. <laughs> we took my mom's car for regular stuff my dad had a work van and then my dad had his nice car and he's always had his nice car so when we were kids it was this Mercedes and it had this really specific smell of the like leather diesel yeah, or like, yeah yeah it was diesel but also the leather smell and every time we had somewhere important to go my parents got in a fight because they were stressed about getting us ready, getting themselves ready, we're gonna be late, my dad was shaving in the car, it was always this <laughs> crazy, an electric shaver, he was shaving mm-hmm. the car, like, and I remember the smell of that car and the association with that car instantly stressed me out because I knew no one would talk. We can't talk because everyone's mad, and like, you know, when they're mad, you just uh-huh. keep quiet in the back seat. And so, even that idea, the stress that they had created so much of a, like, the fam, we're going in the fancy car today, and it would just stress me out. Whereas I like this idea of just take away those stressful factors, do whatever you can do to prepare Mm -hmm. the night before so that you're a little more mellow the day of. You're going somewhere fun. It should be fun. My husband always says prior... Prior planning precludes poor performance. And I've lived with that forever. Oh, yes. He's such, such a Harvard girl. Yeah, I know, so seriously. But he always it. says that. And I'm always like, and my dad used to always say Murphy's Law, which is like, mm-hmm. he's like, of course, you're waiting till the last day oh, to write your paper mm-hmm. and the printer's not going to work. So there you go. Can I ask, how do each of you guys in your marriage, like, handle uh, external stressful factors? So, like, not stuff in the home. Like, when something goes wrong with work, your husband versus you. Oh, I mean, my how God. do you my deal with it? My husband is amazing. Like, his job is extremely stressful as i'm sure so many people all right. of ours are um but on a relative basis the amount of things he's managing mm-hmm. is so at such a high level 
he never comes home with it. Like he all he's Amazing. able to compartmentalize that, and then he once the kids are asleep, that's when he will either talk to me about it, and somehow even if I don't understand what's happening, really, mm-hmm. he will still communicate it with me. So that way, he's somehow venting and getting it out, yeah. or then deal with it. But which I have to learn because there are times where I can compartment. If me and him are fighting, which again is not an external factor, but if we're fighting. Yeah. I can compartmentalize that and yeah. be able to be like, kids, we're good, you know, blah, 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 yeah. go to a party, do whatever, and then later on deal with it. But as far as external factors, if there's something that's stressing me out, I definitely tend to wear it on my face. And yeah. I learn from him that it's like, it does nothing. And it goes back to what you were mm-hmm. just talking about, mirroring. They know. They know. Yeah. They know. And they, I literally, what's wrong, mommy? What's wrong? What's happening? I'm like, nothing. And then I get yeah. in order, you know, it's a domino Oh, my gosh. And what about you? You, you and... So, Mr. A loves to work out, uh, so that's good for him. So, he works out, and I feel like that is his way of relieving stress. He works out every morning before the day starts. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, and he works a lot in in sales, and, like, he's always, I don't know, people are calling and bugging him. I feel like he has so much patience. It blows my mind. Sometimes he's on speakerphone, and these people have questions, and I'm like, how do you not lose it? Uh, So, that's how he does it. I try not to use Mr. A as my best friend all the time. And what I mean by is, this was something that we learned when we went to marriage counseling before we got married, but sometimes a call, every time something happens, I don't need to call Mr. A and like vent about something annoying and frustrating. I try to call a girlfriend or someone else that, or you know, another friend, um, because too much of just like using him as like a listening ear of like a stress that's not even that big deal kind of like clutters like when I really need him to be my rock because he is my number one best friend but um you know sometimes it's like that's a valid point don't use you know that number one spouse in your life to just nag you know nag about and and vent about unless you really have like questions or advice I I don't know if I'm explaining this correctly no I hear you loud and clear and I do think that also brings up a point of like I have friends that just have lost their kind of their core tribe, their group, because Mm -hmm. it has become about the nuclear family. Mm -hmm. And I have seen that firsthand. And when they do have real problems or they have real stresses, the people that they count on are pretty much their family and Mm -hmm. that includes their partner. And to me, I definitely rely heavily on my tribe of people who are outside of the family because like you said, you need that. You need that Mm -hmm. outlet. But back to that too, I think it's exactly, my husband like literally, he's the one on a six hour plane ride, no matter how tired he is, he will sit there on the six hours because he knows we're confined to a space. He will finish his work and be like, I cut through so much of that clutter so that way when we land, I have less stress, I have less anxiety, which goes to this whole thing about the prior planning, right? Yeah. Me, I'm like, I can't, my head gets so tired when I'm on a plane, I just want to sleep. And so it takes work and effort to do What's that. interesting is I do feel like some ways that I deal with stress stress and anxiety is by with food. And thank mm. God I am not obese because I definitely equate food and like my love of Dr. Pepper. By the way, <laughs> there the cans, the mini cans say you deserve this on it and I they swear know you. It's like they did it for I look you. at that can and I'm like, oh my God, I freaking do deserve you. And I know that that's not healthy and actually this brings, I, I brought this up because yeah. Orly, you found this really cool article that I just blew this my mind but, but sometimes yeah. I will use food yeah as just a way to self soothe 100% um, I'm just like oh my gosh I had a long shoot day I earned this I want sushi I want Dr. Pepper I want a bowl of cereal whatever um, it is yeah whatever yeah. it is and yeah um, I think the, the thing that's really interesting about this is food is such a complex thing in our life in so many ways we have relations to it uh, socially celebratory ways we connect to it with through our memories through traditions our family the way it makes us feel we go to certain 
certain things when we're sad, some things we eat, we love, but they we pay for it later because we get a stomachache, whatever it is, right? We have all these sort of complex relationships. Well, this article is sort of proving that it turns out to be more than just those things that we sort of rationalize in our brain. The gut bacteria that is in our guts from the food that we eat actually has an effect on our mental health and our mental well-being. So this entire article was talking about anxiety and gut bacteria as it pertains to feelings of stress and anxiety and mental well-being. So that so, makes sense. I mean, just right off the bat, I can hear that and see that because you know you read all these things about the foods that make you happy or that are downers, yeah. but this part, this part. Yeah, so I'm gonna read this part and then I'll go to the crazy. next part, which is crazy. So one of the things it says is, um, that this actually is not surprising. As the authors pointed out, a growing amount of research has indicated that this bacteria may have a few roles to play in regards to brain and mental health. That includes facilitating communication between the nervous, immune, and endocrine systems, which together are known as the gut-brain axis. So all of these things are really intertwined, and that's why people are doing things like kombucha and probiotics, things that help with your gut health, that it not only helps relieve things like digestive stress and bloating and stomach pain, but that it actually can help address the symptoms of anxiety. And they did this whole study with like 150 different patients and there was a profound effect on the people that did it that had better gut health. And this reminded me of something that then I went in and Googled. There was a woman, and I don't remember where I saw this, but there was a woman who got a fecal transplant. So this is gonna sound really crazy, but literally Insane. they take the fecal yeah. matter, which is your poop, from someone else and inject it into someone else. Mm -hmm. And the bacteria is so impactful and powerful that it actually changes either the health or the mental, it can change the mental and behavioral conditions of the person who receives it to mimic that of the person they received it from. That is so, just, so insane. I just wanna read this tiny thing, which I think is absolutely insane. In the human gut, microorganisms are living and it's 10 times more than the total number of human cells. Wow. Microorganisms are estimated to contain 150, time, 150 times more genes than the human genome. Wow. So the gut bacteria we have is actually more powerful than our genes in dictating our behavior, our life, our well-being, our health. Like that, just the yeah. thought of that is absolutely mind-boggling the connection between that the seems almost futuristic Wait, no, the like, fact like, that that, oh, that has that much yeah. control we also we we definitely need to have someone come on yes. here to talk about that because percent. i just feel like that that could answer a lot of questions yeah. that could solve so many problems but i mean the fact that it's a fecal transplant is a little well, even the fact that on a crazy. surface level you know for example for me if i have a ton of cake and carbs and so forth you know i have a sugar high sugar crash and then i just feel lethargic and tired that's surface level right the fact that what we're putting in our body mm -hmm. and feeding our body can change yes. but i guess your entire makes, mental well-being but it kind of makes sense because think about it it's that whole thing when we're eating well you're working out, you're, these things, right? And obviously behaviors follow. Right, and pro it's obviously crazy. it's proven that when you're like, endorphins are high and you're doing all these things and working out, you're just a happier, better Everything person. Everything communicates, so, right. yeah. yeah. So it's interesting, it's just, it's so cool how you're constantly reminded sometimes in different ways about Guys, like, I feel like this oh. is gonna be a huge topic, so if I you're agree. listening, yeah. uh, give us a comment on Instagram. Um, let's keep this conversation going, and I definitely yeah. wanna have an expert. We'll upload a picture this. of just the poop emoji, <laughs> and you'll know what it means. No, I won't, I won't do that, <laughs> I promise. Transplant. I won't do oh, that. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah, but I think just self-care, right? Just well, wow. Yeah, so that brings up a good thing. What is your personal like ways of managing stress? Because I, I think that this is, I, this is why I love this little thing that we have going Going on, I feel like we get to come, and it's not like we're experts again, but we're actually communicating with each other and giving each other tips on what it is that we do to manage our yeah. stress or just really feel 
at peace. <laughs> I think yeah. that yeah. is one mm-hmm. of the biggest things that I think as a mom especially, or even as a busy working woman, you're just like, how do I feel calm? How do you slow down? Because that is a real issue, right? When you don't yeah. feel at peace with yourself. I have two things that to me um, I try to do. So the one thing is I'm very grateful that I have a husband who really understands me. When I get stressed, I get stressed. I don't want to turn it off. I don't try to turn it off. It's not a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, no, I'm stressed. Like, take a deep breath. What? No. I like am in my stress. I commit to it, which is not a good thing. <laughs> my husband knows that one thing that makes me feel much better is checking things off my list. So if there are things that I have to do, he tries to create an environment where I can do those things. So on Saturday, I had a shoot. I had to finish shooting something for YouTube that we didn't get done on our original shoot date. And Mike was like, go, just go do it. Cause he didn't say this, but I know what he meant was the yeah. whole day is going to be a wash. Uh-huh. You're going to be stressed. Thinking and about it, wanting to do it, wishing you had a... Feeling nervous that I didn't accomplish mm-hmm. it yet. Whereas if I just go get it done, I am happy-go-lucky, jolly. I feel so accomplished and satisfied. All of the stress and anxiety melts away because I accomplished something that I really set out to do. And I feel really good about that. So one thing is giving myself the space to accomplish the things I know will make me feel better. So much of this is understanding your significant other's love language. Yeah, it really true. is. Like the fact that Mike knows. Yes. Yeah. You have a list. You have to get it done. Anticipating what that is mm-hmm. and how you need it and how he can help you do that. Yeah. Um, I am one of those breathing persons, hence my hypnobirthing, breathing <laughs> my baby out. So I just have a couple tips, and I actually wrote a post on this um, like a couple years ago, uh, and, and one of mine is just deep breathing. So this is a self-care tool that anyone can do, um, and a lot of people don't utilize it or embrace it, and it's just using the power of your breath to control how you feel. So there's so many like five minute mindful breathing exercises out there. This is something that even I think we talked about in another episode that Ami brought up um, that, who was it? Um, Meredith Gates? Oh, uh, oh yeah, she sits in her car. Yeah, she sits in her car. Melinda Gates. Melinda Gates, sorry, yeah. Yeah, Bill Gates' wife, <laughs> Melinda Gates. Meredith. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she sits in her car for five minutes and kind of just like, yeah, yeah. de-stresses, deep breathing and so forth, that's me. Um, another tip that I have is the power of no. I am such a queen of no. I say no to random happy hours with people that it just it doesn't need to be done this day. Um, random activities and obligations where maybe you would feel obligated to do it, but it's not going to be fulfilling. And frankly, you know, that was a day you were going to spend with your family. So really prioritizing commitments and saying no. Too often we allow guilt to drive our decision making. Mm -hmm. And a good friend never wants you to just show up because you feel guilty if you miss out. Um, Another thing is a gratitude journal. I actually haven't been doing this lately and um, shame on me for that. And I think it's amazing. I need to implement it It can even just be one, one small thing that you do. So gratitude journal is just an easy way to clear your mind, focus on what you're thankful for. Um, Since becoming a mom, I've started doing like little letters to Millie and writing letters during you know certain points in her um, development and stuff and kind of tucking them away. And that's been my way of just really feeling so grateful. To add on that, if I can, one thing we did before both kids were born is we created email accounts for them. And so oh we write my. them milestone letters um, to their email accounts. I and so I love that I because love that idea. before they were born, when they graduated kindergarten, on their first birthdays, all that stuff. So it's great because then we always copy it's them. It's like a time capsule. Yeah. Yes. And so we always... It's a digital um, time capsule. It is. And so whenever, like, we always copy them on certain emails uh-huh. too. Like, if dad changed a job or if mom got something, you know, and uh-huh. we just say, oh, re 
me like we really want you guys to be part of this so but they can adorable. look back and that yeah. makes it easy because sometimes like I think there's something about p- the power of pen to paper but the fact that you can just do it in an email and you yeah. set this up that is such a good tip I, I wish I was that. more of a journaler my husband is that I just can't for me it's weird I don't know I'm not a uh as far as like de-stressing I I definitely if the working out thing is huge mm-hmm. I do love that and and it's hard for me because I'm not the person that's like yes let's right. go but I try really hard, especially three days a week, just to go and get... I just got the funniest image That's of you so being awesome, like a boot camp. Like, let's do it! Yeah! Punch yourself! Oh my god! Yeah, that is, that is definitely... But I think also organizing. For me, it's organizing because I am not an organized person. Like, yeah. I am not. I do 6,000 things at once. Wait, so sometimes when you organize, it just makes you feel better? Yes. They're saying, Absolutely. Oh, okay. So, like, I know it sounds weird because it feels like that might be a task that you're taking on that's even more monstrous than what you're stressed out about. But like, for instance, you guys saw my beauty room, right? Mm-hmm. Like oh. it is a clutter F yeah. mess. But like, it's I was really, so that fun makes me too. so stressed. And then I went and I organized it. I took six hours and I just did it. Oh, so much and, and that goes back to your point, Arlie, where it's like you have a list mm-hmm. and then you just check it off. And for that day, it was like, I don't care. Everything else can wait. And I did it and it made me feel yes. Yeah, so I love better. that you said organizing because guys, the last point I was going to make is just identifying the activities that fulfill you and actually make you less stressed or feel better. And another thing for me is just being outside, whether it's at the beach or just outside in nature, unplugged from electronics. So like knowing that, I mean, you guys would think maybe it's like baking or something and I love those things too, but no, yeah. Yeah. I love that yours is just so random. It's because it's, yeah, it's because I it's think. It's accomplishment. It's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's accomplishment for accomplishment me. Is and yeah. so it's I've just, also heard that washing dishes, like scientifically has been therapeutic. I hear that. Washing dishes and relaxing. It's that like weird? warm water. Although, can and you, you imagine kind of if your husband told you that? I'd, I'd smack him. If he's like, you know what would help with your stress? Yeah. You should do the dishes. Yeah. I'd be like, you're dead to me. I'd Get out of the house. You should go vacuum. You should vacuum. That always There's one thing, Brandy, that you were talking about with breathing that just reminded me and I want to mention as a really... Uh, as an interesting takeaway with breathing is so I had a very weird situation um, at work a while back that really stuck with me and I was ruminating on it going back over and over about how I could have changed it how I could have fixed it what went on it was very uh, it was an experience I'd never quite had before and I've never seen a therapist before and I made an appointment with the therapist because I was like I can't get out of my head about this thing and when I was sitting in the I thought our appointment was at 11. Mm-hmm. She said it was 11.30. I had it in my calendar at 11. doesn't matter. I was sitting in her office at 11. And she doesn't open the door because she has someone else right. in there. And so I was sitting there for 30 minutes. Very stressed. Very overwhelmed. Very anxious. Could not stop crying. Really in a place I'd never wow. been before. For 30 minutes of thinking, did she not show up? I finally made this appointment. I set my whole day to come do this thing that I've never done before. And when she finally came in and sat down with me, she's like, this is, I'm sure, very emotional you're already very upset this 30 minute situation was not great I need you to reset your nervous system and she goes breathe in for four hold for seven breathe out for eight and she's like this will reset your nervous system do it four times and then we'll start did it work and it worked and I completely calmed down and she goes anytime you feel yourself getting stressed this literally resets your nervous system and mm-hmm. we'll get everything back wait say it again so, so breathe you breathe in, in for, for four, four hold for seven and breathe out for eight and I think you're supposed to do it four times. Okay. And I just thought it was a really great, wow. like when you feel yourself starting to get riled up, if you can break away, go in the bathroom for a minute, or like mm-hmm. you're saying, go in your car for five minutes and do this as many times as you can. It's a bizarre feeling. You feel it like... Actually calm you yeah, down. Yeah, like you melt. See, like, because I'm so not that type of person. I just don't believe in all that stuff. Yeah. And my husband does. Like he will do the meditations. He will do all that stuff. And I'm just like... 
I don't get it. Yeah. But I, if like someone like you tells me that that works for it was, you. Yeah, it was pretty gnarly. I definitely did a lot more breathing exercises when Millie was little. First time mom, overwhelmed, you know, we're about to leave the house. She has a blowout. She's crying. I don't know why. Um, and I, I love that you brought this up because I feel like this is so powerful, especially when you are a parent. Yeah. Sometimes I will put Millie in her crib, especially when she was little, so I know she's safe. Yeah, and then do a breathing exercise. Yeah. yeah. Just Great. step, remove yourself from the situation and just reset. And there's one thing that we wanted to talk about, sort of our, our uh, one last takeaway here, is we, we read something that we all thought was really beautiful. There was a mom who was feeling really stressed and anxious about feeling like she wasn't really... Um, doing the best job. She wasn't a great mom. She wasn't on top of everything. She wasn't having these sort of, she was distracted all the time. And it was giving her a lot of stress and anxiety at night, kind of feeling like she wasn't accomplishing what she mm -hmm. wanted with her kids during the day. So what she decided to do was find one moment, like clock one moment throughout the day that she had a sweet one-on-one -on -one special experience with her kid. She's like, sometimes it was just taking an extra minute to tie their shoes and talk to them yeah. and look at them in the eyes and have a sweet moment. Sometimes it was taking an extra minute to sit with them while they had breakfast or whatever it was. It was one moment that maybe she would have rushed through that instead she decided to like savor. And then at night she could reflect on that moment, having it be a accomplishment. So at the end of the day, she was able to say, I had this moment, I had this moment and I had this moment and I did a good thing. And it was enough for her to feel satisfied as opposed to the overwhelming feeling mm -hmm. of I'm not And doing focusing that. on the bad. Yeah. And, I think yeah. all of this goes back to that we just need reminders about mm -hmm. the simple things that can really kind of yeah. keep us balanced because it's, it's not as crazy or as elaborate as we think that mm -hmm. to like tackle some of these issues or anxiety or stress. But it is like the little things. And, and again, talking to your girlfriends and yeah. talking to people about it is super helpful. So this was a very therapeutic session for me. Sure guys. was. <laughs> Should we get into some products? Oh, yes. yes. Okay, Ami, yes, yes, you want to yes. start? Okay, so my product is, what did I list for my product? I don't even remember. The spray. Oh, yes. Okay, guys, speaking of like calming stress and, uh, stress and all this stuff. So Murad has this one that I'm absolutely obsessed with. It is called the Murad Beauty Restore Sleep Oral Spray. So I actually was introduced to it when it, I went to an event for Murad. And if you guys don't know, they primarily do a lot of skincare and stuff. Mm -hmm. But what I loved about this is that I am such a night owl, like you guys know, because you guys probably get texts from me at like 2 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm always up. So what this is, it's a little spray that you put in your mouth. And it's not only supposed to help you get like a really nice deep sleep, but it helps with um, uh, dullness and uneven texture in your skin too. Oh. So you're not only getting like the restful sleep, but it's but also you're feeling more you confident because exactly. you'll look amazing. So it's <laughs> a tiny bottle and you can travel with it and I keep it next to my bed and my husband's used it and he's like, damn, that was a good night of sleep. Oh, I love that. Does it have any flavor? Um, no flavor. Okay. No, it doesn't have a flavor. It really, actually, no. If Does it, it have melatonin like a, in it? Uh, it has like, I think a tiny bit of melatonin, which is what obviously helps with the sleeping, but I have to look at that. Um, ingredients. Let me just look real quick. Yeah, it has melatonin. Okay. It does. And I assume that that was obviously in it because of relaxing. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if you can use know. it. Can you use melatonin when you're pregnant? I think so. I think so. Oh. Anyways, it's all natural. I, don't know. I like it. It's good stuff. Amazing. Um, so mine is uh, when I do have things going on in my life that really kind of give me worry. Sleep is one of the things that I struggle with. It takes me a really long time to fall asleep. My brain races a lot. Um, and when I wake up, I'm just like, you can see it. You can see it all over my face. My mm -hmm. eyes are red, my face is puffy. And so one of the things that I love, and even when I'm not stressed, I use it when I'm on camera, are these eye drops called Lumify. Oh. And they are like bright white, 
quick eye drops. They were actually prescribed to me, although I guess it's it's over the counter, so it's yeah. not really a prescription, but they were suggested to me by my eye doctor. So I went to my wow. eye doctor and he said, you have dry eyes, so you should be using a like lubricating eye drop, but your eyes are going to be red because they're dry, so use these. So it felt like something that, you know, an eye doctor is the one who told me to use them, so I know that they're safe. They really work within probably a minute. You Do notice your eyes your are eyes bright white. Bright white. Yeah, and they're just amazing. I used them once and with when I was with my family, and they all ended up buying them. They're like, what's yeah, happening? it's good. And it's yeah. at CVS Rite Aid. Exactly. Super available. Again, all the links are always down below. But yeah, it's just great. Even if you have pictures or just a day, you just want to look a little bit more refreshed, it's uh, fantastic. Lumify. Oh my gosh, I have not used those in forever, but they're insane. Yeah, I'm they're gonna so order good. some. Uh, so I love Mario Badescu's uh, facial spray. I always buy the rose water one, but I know that it comes in the chamomile lavender and then the cucumber green tea. The cucumber oh, green tea is so good. I so you can buy like a set of three on Amazon. I have some in my fridge. I have one in the car, and you know what I use it for? So it's funny you said reset. So that's what I. That's kind of um, a disciplinary word that I use with Millie when she doesn't want to get into the car seat, or you know she wants something, but it's time to go. She wants everything but nothing. I will look her in the eye and give her a kiss and say, Bubbies, do you need a reset? Oh. And a lot of times it means I remove her from the situation, give her a little kiss, but it also might mean you're <laughs> going to get a little facial spray. <laughs> and so I have That's one of these so in cute. my car. And the idea is that, yes, I think, you know, and Ami can speak to this, it is a facial spray, so mm -hmm. it, sometimes it can help with your makeup, it hydrates you, it oh, just feels yeah, refreshing. Yeah, I use it for before and after. I also love using the aloe one for if you like wax or thread or tweeze. Just to calm it the skin. It calms your skin, but I absolutely love this for pre-makeup, in between. I you can use set it my makeup. for yeah, anything. Honestly, good. sometimes I'll use it when I do Millie's hair as like her, you know, to get all her little flyaways. But I love it, it's super easy, and so I will spray it and do a little bit of breathing or just, it kind of just wakes you up. It just wakes Why you up. Why can I see you doing this in your car? I could see you doing this in your car. Well, it's funny because- With like Enya on. Like, lately, oh, Phyllis. Lately, Millie, <laughs> she, when, when she's in her car seat- <laughs> That's no, all I can That's all I can. But Enya oh, sounds like that. We're more Taylor. Taylor or country, <laughs> or country music. Or Christian, throw it in there. But uh, yeah, she needs to have her unicorn in the seat belt, and if the lap belt's not on her doll, oh, so like right. things like that, where the baby is just oh my gosh. So I'm like, do you need a reset? Do you need a little bit of my rose water spray? I like that. Yeah. So all the links are below, guys. All the links are below. Thank you so much for listening. Um, we will be very active on Instagram with these topics because I feel like some of these are really good topics we want to get into. So if you guys have anything you want to talk about, prompt it. Please comment um, in all of the mommy group pod. And if you guys are liking the show, I hope that you'll screenshot this episode, share it on your social media, text it to friends, and write a review. Yes. Dang, that helps us a lot. And again, you guys, we are listening, and this is our baby. So anything you guys want to talk about or you want to hear us talk about, let us know. Woohoo! Yes. Right, so we'll Peace see out. you next week. Bye.